All right. So we just tried to start recording the episode and then we had some audio difficulties. So this is take two of episode eight of Meet My Mess that you're all listening to now. Um, today's a super, 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 super exciting day. I have a guest on that I've been literally stoked about all week long. Um, she's 23 years old. She's a model for the between a body diverse modeling agency. She works for the epidemiology unit at the CDC. She's a body positivity and inclusivity advocate. And with over 40,000 followers on TikTok and the first person to show up on my For You page, the baddest bitch in Orange County. <laughs> That's where you live, right? <laughs> Kiara DeSantis. <laughs> oh my goodness. Your, your intro literally makes me, my heart so warm. First of all, thank you. Thank you. I feel like you give me more hype than I deserve because I feel like you're the cool person. Like I'm literally so honored to be on here. So shout out you, Carissa. Chris is a real one. <laughs> oh, shut up. No, I'm really, I'm really not. Um, I'm just like so stoked to have you on today. You are like such an inspiration for so many girls online and it's, we're going to have a good time. We're going to chat uh, and we're going to get into some good topics. So thank you so much for coming on. Hell yes. Fuck yes. I can curse, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's fucking do this. (laughs) You can say whatever you want. Really, you can say whatever you want. I talk about sex. I talked about getting bent over um, here, there, everywhere. So you can talk about whatever you want. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. How's your mental health? How's your week been? Yeah, of course. I love talking about mental health. Um, mental health check-ins are so awesome. Right now, mental health, although I'm a very positive person, mental health could be better. Um, yeah. I recently experienced recently experienced a breakup. Um, and yeah, I just found out that he is seeing other people. And so, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt, not gonna lie, but yeah. you know, I'm trying to stay positive, trying to trying to be happy. That's so normal though. Um, how long ago did you guys break up? Yeah, five <laughs> no, of course. Um, five weeks ago. So not long ago. Oh shit. Yeah, that's really recent. Yeah, oh, like, I thought that was really recent too. Like it feels like it was like yesterday. So yeah, it's yeah. surprising. Crazy. Yeah. Um, that's too bad. I like always kind of when I've been hearing about people who go through breakups in the middle of the pandemic, I have like mad respect for you because I feel like so many people are just like staying in their relationships where it's not working out because it's just easier because you like want to have someone to lock up with. Why do you guys break up? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, of course. So he broke up with me, um, just to be like transparent and everything. And, um, I don't really have anything negative to say about him. He's a great individual. He was just saying, this is the part that I, I guess I'm confused on. So maybe you'll be confused on too, because basically he just said he wasn't happy because like, he's not happy with himself. So he can't be happy with me. Um, and yeah, but like, if you're not happy with yourself, then how are you dating a new person like five weeks later? But <laughs> anyways, um, as you can tell, I'm so, so fine, obviously. <laughs> um, no, I'm like- definitely not. 
it's okay though. Like you have to like yeah. go through those couple of weeks of it being really, really shit for it to like, eventually you'll be on an upward trajectory. And like, like you said, like you're already, you have your first dose of your vaccine and stuff too, right? Yeah. I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So you'll be able yeah. to like go and like roam the world and like meet some cuties soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be a hoe, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Fair. I know yeah, I was so, like listening to this pot. Sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just ready to be a hoe. Tinder where you at? Let's go. <laughs> oh yes, girl. Um, I was listening to, I can't remember what it was. I think it was another podcast the other day and they were talking about how like it hurts so bad to like have your rebound and to like have your hoe phase because you're just like thinking about the other person you're having sex with and like I couldn't disagree more. Like I think that you need to like go out, have your rebound, have fun to get over it. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like I'm super sex positive as long as sex is safe and consensual. Like I think people should enjoy their bodies as much as they want to. I think body count is absolutely irrelevant. Um, So yeah, hell yeah, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to have a health phase. I definitely just want to, you know, this is the person that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life, right? So I was under the impression that I was really only going to, you know, be intimate, have sex with him for the rest of my life. And now that that's obviously not the case, like I'm ready to see new new bodies. Like anybody, any gender, any person, let's fucking go. Yeah, bitch. So did you <laughs> wait, did you lose your virginity to him then? Oh fuck no. Oh god. Oh, no. okay. Uh, no. Okay. Like, oh fuck no. My body count is my <laughs> <laughs> dude. My um, dude. No. Yeah. Two page was, list front and back. <laughs> yeah. Period. No, but he was my first love though. He was my first okay. love for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought that because you were like, oh, he's who I thought I was gonna be intimate with for the rest of my life. So I was like, oh, is the only person she's been intimate with? But no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if I I would not be you no, know, that'd be crazy. That'd be oof, crazy. Oh I my gosh, I don't know how people do that. I would always I, be I, so curious. That the curiosity would kill me, honestly. Hundred percent. But it's so, just people though. Yeah. Good for you. Like I respect, but that's not me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> what's it like dating? Like, cause you're in California, right? So what's it like yeah, dating I, there? Well, considering the fact that I'm not skinny nor fully white nor blonde hair and blue eyed, like it's hard. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm like a raging liberal. And so, um, being around, I live in Orange County and for people who aren't familiar, like that's where like Huntington Beach is and like where like the anti-maskers, like Trumpy people are. And so um, it's definitely hard to find um, people who I guess I vibe with. Cause again, as you know, I've lived in Seattle for the past four years and like the Seattle vibe was like my vibe, but either way, um, I definitely am not the beauty standard, but it's actually been interesting. I have been, I have been on like, I have Tinder, Bumble and Hinge, which is like the, everyone calls the trifecta, right? Um, those are the three I have too I've been on a bunch of dates actually like I mm-hmm. I have been on a ton of dates and like all really cool people I have nothing negative to say I actually have one negative thing to say but uh, that's a different story um but you can tell like, it if you want <laughs> yeah literally just like I would say I'm a pretty good kisser and this person literally like like I've never met an adult who was like that bad of a kisser to where like I literally paused him and I was like, I'm sorry, you're overwhelming me. Can you, like, I use tongue, okay? We, who doesn't kiss a tongue? But, like, he literally 
stuck out his tongue all the way out, like all the way, and then jammed it, like poked it down my throat. And I was like, no, zero percent chance. Tongue fucking and, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not the type, like, if you want to tongue fuck me, do that down there, bro. Like, yeah. my- <laughs> like what? And so, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a, a very interesting time. But um, yeah, all the guys have been cool. All the people have been cool. But, um, but it's just hard when I still have like these lingering feelings yeah you know you're not ready to like get into something serious obviously yeah like obviously he's it seems like he's moved on like I think that he's like with someone maybe but like for me I'm just like having fun you know living my best life I'm not tied down I kind of I like being single right now I think it's it's good for myself it's good for healing it's good in general yeah and like there's no timeline on how long it will take for you to be like ready to meet someone and even if you are ready like you might not have that person in front of you Sorry, hundred percent. That is going to be ready. Like that, you're like, oh, I want to even date this person. So that takes time. But I feel like it's important to be on your own for a while. I absolutely agree, and I think that it's it's so important to be comfortable being by yourself and yeah. like having like a relationship where I like really well, like, I was obviously independent, but like I really depended on him in a lot of regards. Like now, I'm ready to put that responsibility on just myself and like really grow. Um, just like in my mental health and my physical health, everything, like it's all about me at this point. I love that. You have to be so up your own ass to like move on. Honestly, that's like my motto. So like, what are the, what is the main thing you're working on right now? Yeah. That's so, yeah, no, absolutely. The thing that I'm working on, like, um, I briefly touched on this. Like, I think that all bodies are fucking beautiful. And the thing is I focus on is my physical health. I have been like, um, that my entire life, like literally since I can remember. And, um, this in June is when I decided to just like take my health into my own hands. And so since June, um, I've lost 70 pounds. I feel good for you. Thanks. Um, I feel so much healthier and like, I feel so much happier and it's not happier because I'm skinnier or smaller. It's just because like, I feel healthier. Like I can do more things. Um, I just, I, it definitely, you know, made me feel a lot better, um, putting more nutritious stuff into my body and whatnot. So yeah, I'm feeling like the hottest bitch. Honestly, like that's what I always say. Like if you're not, you, you don't think you're the hottest bitch, then who is like, so yes, I think I'm the hottest bitch alive. And I think that anyone who loves their body is also the hottest bitch. So yeah, that's what I've been focusing on is just like feel good, look good, like mental health, um, just like self-care really. Yo, I love that so much. Cause it's so true. Honestly, like any girl, like any girl can be like the hottest girl in a room if you just have like the confidence like it's what you like exude to everyone else like if you if I think I'm the hottest bitch in this room then I am you know and other people are going to pick up on that so I I couldn't agree more I love your attitude no first of all you are the hottest bitch like dead ass you're super hot um (laughs) thank you (laughs) no of course (laughs) no literally you're so you're super hot but like I honestly think that like literally people should just like embrace their confidence. Like for me, I had to learn how to be confident at a young age being that I'm an entirely bald woman. Um, Obviously like hair is typically like the universal symbol of like femininity. And the fact that I have none obviously draws like a lot of attention on me. A lot of people like look at me and like, you know, they're confused and whatnot. So I was either like, you know, either I'm like, you know, hiding my head and like kind of scared of what people looking or finding out that I'm bald or I embrace being the baddest fucking bitch. I don't need fucking hair to like, look whatever way I want to and I and at this point I love being bald like that's my look that's my shit I if there was a magical cure for my disease I'd be like fuck that like 
I'm not taking it. I want to be bald. Then, um, yeah, I, I really learned how to be confident at a young age. And it was only recently where I just was like, especially with my body where I was like, you know what? I really am the baddest bitch. Like, honestly, no one's hotter than me. Let's fucking do this. Right. Yeah. yeah I love it. So you have alopecia, right? Just so everyone yeah. kind of knows, like get some context in there. Um, yeah, of course. Do you want to explain a bit about that? Like, is it something yeah, you're born yeah. with? Yeah, of course, of course. So alopecia is a non-contagious autoimmune disease. And so I kind of describe it as like, I'm allergic to my own hair when um, like, that's kind of like an easier way to grasp it. But I actually was not born with alopecia. I lost all my hair when I was 12. Um, so I was like at an age where, you know, a lot of things on your body, like everything's changing. And then I also lost my hair simultaneously. So oh. it was definitely at a very traumatic age where I obviously remember having hair. Um, and I decided to wear a wig for 12 and 13, like those are your ages. And then, um, at 14, I was like, fuck this. Like, I hate this shit. Like I'm, I just felt fake in it. And so, yeah, like I just stopped wearing a wig and I haven't worn one since other than like Halloween and whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't worn any, like, I don't have a single hair in my entire body either. That's another aspect of alopecia. Some people have like bald patches and whatnot, but I have no eyelashes, eyebrows, arm hair, anything. So entirely hairless girl. <laughs> wow. That's okay. Cool. I see. I didn't know much about alopecia. So that's really, really interesting to hear. How did that kind of affect your confidence growing up? Cause now you seem super confident, but was it always that way? It definitely fucking wasn't like, honestly, like I, I let's see when I lost my hair, I was 12 and I'm 23 now. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a minute, obviously since I've been entirely bald and, you know, even going into high school, like whenever someone would talk about alopecia, like I was my, or my alopecia, I would still cry about it. Like it wasn't that I was so sensitive about it. It was just like so personal to me and I wasn't confident about talking about it at all. And, you know, it's the more you say the story, the more you feel confident, like then like basically, honestly, it's just with time. Like I hate when everyone says like, Oh, time, it just takes time, but like, it really did just take time. Um, coming to Seattle, honestly, boosted my confidence a lot because Again, like you, like I mentioned before, I'm from Orange County, and the beauty standard in California, especially in Southern California, like Orange County, is so high. Like I grew up with, you know, models all around me, people, you know, being like like at the beach 24/7. And then keep in mind, I'm also plus size my entire life. So on top of being plus size, I was also losing my hair. So confidence was definitely at an all-time low. Um, but with time, um, honestly, it just grew and. I honestly, like, like, obviously I mentioned my ex-boyfriend, but my ex, um, which I'm a, I won't say his name, whatever. Um, he was actually one of the people who was fundamental in like growing my confidence. Like he met me at my largest size I've ever been. And like, was like always, you know, telling how beautiful I was. He was like, not even encouraging me to lose weight. He was just like, I love you for you. And so I really respect him for that. I have nothing else to say about him, obviously. Um, but yeah, like, it was through obviously my friends and like other people and like him, whatever, like boosting my confidence, but it really came from myself and just understanding that, you know, like I will never look like the beauty standard, but like at this point, I just don't want to, I just love all aspects of myself. Yeah. I love that so much because I think that so many people these days, like do their best to like fit what they have into such a specific mold. But then once mm -hmm. you, are like kind of forced like if in your case like you're not um like able to fit into that standard so then yeah. your, your uniqueness becomes the most 
beautiful thing about you kind of or one of the most oh. beautiful things about you so oh my goodness you're so sweet Don't <laughs> no but it's true it's like one of those things like people now probably like I feel like so many girls will look up to you and like listen to this interview and be like really hear like feel comforted like hearing someone who's plus size and someone who is living with alopecia talking about how they've come to a place where they're just so in love with yourself so thank you for sharing yeah. that oh my gosh, of course. that makes me so happy to hear and like I do mentor young women with alopecia young girl younger girls with alopecia and it's such an uplifting feeling because when I went through my like hair loss I didn't have anyone like alopecia now is a lot more known but 10, 12 years ago, it wasn't, right? It was less talked yeah. about. Social media was a lot less as well. So I didn't know anyone with my disease. My family doesn't have it. No one that I knew had it. And so all I want to do is just spread the message of, you know, love yourself the way you are. Um, Especially when you have a disease that's not in your control. Because like alopecia has no cause and no cure. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like there was anything that I could do about it. Yeah. Um, so all I want to say is love yourself, love your body. You only have one body, right? So you might as well fucking love that shit. Yeah, learn to. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's not you're gonna right? <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so you learn to love the body you're in for mm-hmm. sure. Um Hell so yeah. you have recently started modeling, right? Yes, ma'am. So have you found like that industry or social media in particular has had any impact on like your body image or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um my TikTok obviously like started taking off a little bit ago like obviously 40 something follower 40k something followers is like not huge but it's still following and pretty good like you know oh thank you like I would say um like 80 75 percent of the comments are probably positive um I'd say the other 25 percent like people are mean you know um but the thing is is that I was I like from when I was 12 to now I've been entirely bald and I've always been fat so hearing comments whether they're on the internet or in person have not changed. So maybe I just have tougher skin. So that's been, um, that's been less, right? Like I, I just, I'm not as affected as maybe other people might be just because I've been so used to it and I have never been the, the beauty standard, whatever. But um, I would say in terms of affecting my confidence, like with modeling, like I, the agency that I work for, I have nothing but positive things to say about them because they're, they're not an agency that highlights, Oh, like I'm going to have one token diverse person like their entire agency is about inclusivity and diversity, right? So there's like no one really fits this quote beauty standard that society has created. Everyone is unique and like, that's why they're beautiful. That's why they're modeling for the between. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really think the modeling thing has grown my confidence immensely. I was actually scouted on TikTok. Like I randomly duetted the agency's TikTok and they're like, we want to sign you. And I was like, ah, like this is so crazy. That's I just sad. never... I never expected anything like that to ever happen. So, um, yeah, that definitely boosted my confidence. But um, I will say that TikTok can be, any social media platform can be toxic, right? Like, there's always going to be someone who wants to bring you down. And it's your choice. Like, your feelings are always going to happen. Like, you're not in control of your feelings, but you're in control of your reactions. And so, you know, I could curse someone out. I could, you know, talk ill about them as well. But Nine times out of ten, I try to take the high road. But if someone says yeah. some dumb shit, I'm definitely gonna boom, boom. But um, I'll definitely fight them, low key. No, I won't. <laughs> but, but I'll definitely, I, I could definitely troll some people. So either way, um, yeah, I, I, it's boosted my confidence for the most part. I will say that. Good, good, good. Yeah. See, yeah. <sighs> 
TikTok's just such a toxic environment. And it's so hard now yeah. because I feel like it's only getting worse and worse. Like people like the, oh, yeah, just the comments and everything. But do you like read all your comments? Cause like, that's something I've kind of stopped doing <laughs> is like reading all my comments. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, I read the majority of them just because like I, if someone takes the time to comment something like really sweet, like I like to comment something back. I also get a lot of comments being like, you know, my daughter has alopecia. I would love for you to talk to her. I have a friend with this. Like, can you give advice? And so those more personal comments I tried to like, you know, scout for because I do want to respond to that. Like, obviously, like if someone needs help, I want to do whatever I can to, you know, help them. That being said, like, of course, like in the process of looking for positive comments, you see the negative ones, you know, regardless of like whether or not you want to. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of, I had a lot of them recently that I actually just deleted because I just didn't want to deal with it. But a lot of them, like, people were saying, cause I posted a breakup video. Cause some people, like a lot of people were wondering like why my ex wasn't in my videos anymore. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, we broke up, whatever. And some people were saying like, probably cause he didn't want a bald girlfriend and like shit like that. Or like he, wow, he really like, he, he saved himself from having to have like, someone said something about kids, like him being bald. And I was just like, bruh, y'all are like fucked in the head. But um, again, the negativity comes with the positivity. Yeah, it's so true. I, uh, you have to be like a whole different level of fucked up to like sit on your phone and go out of the way and like your way to just like try and ruin someone else's day. And I think the thing is, is like people think like, oh, like someone with 40,000 followers on TikTok is never going to see my comment and stuff like that, you know, but like you do, you know, like you you still, you still see them, you know? So yeah, I I think that, yeah, yeah, I think that, um, it is really amazing that the positive, the positivity is able to kind of outweigh the negative comments for you because we've seen, like, I feel like a lot in the past couple of years, just like a lot of celebrities and stuff, just like totally quitting TikTok, Twitter, things like that, just because the environment's so, so toxic. It's just, yeah, it's discouraging, honestly. It it really is. It really is. Like, I mean, like, again, 40K is nothing compared to some people. And like, I definitely, like, I sometimes worry like about growing my account because I do have other friends who are creators who have a much larger following and you know they get 2,000 comments on every video and you know you scroll through the comments and like this is your friend's page and you just see negative 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 and I'm just like for what like I just I I I mean I used to be a bitch in high school for sure I'm not the person that I am today like I used to be a horrible person honestly and like I've completely 180s and I like I admit my fault that being said like I don't even think on my worst day in like high school, I could say some of the shit that people say now. And I think it's because like people are just behind a screen. Like they would never say the shit to someone's face. But the fact that it's so anonymous, they're just like, ha ha ha, I'm going to be a troll and just like fuck around. You know, it's just. The funny thing is, is like most of them are like 14. Literally, literally. I was like, I'll take your ass right now. Yeah. But like, you don't know that when you're just scrolling and scrolling and like reading comments and you're not checking everyone's profile. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely I wanted wanted to do a whole episode on that. So, but I could like literally talk about this topic forever. It just like literally drives me nuts. But I want to switch gears back to like body positivity because I really yeah. want to hear like more about what you have to say about that because I know it's kind of what you strive to kind of talk about and things like that. So, I would love to know like what like how did you personally 
work towards this place of loving yourself? Like, was there any like work you did personally or was it just like, you said that your ex got you there, but did you do any like personal work? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't say, I definitely say like my ex facilitated this, but he didn't get me there. Um, I know what you mean though, but um, I would say in terms of personal work, like I think that personally, like I did so much work. <laughs> like, yeah. I, of course it was, I was going to therapy very consistently. I still am. And like, I think that they're just being able to talk about your feelings, like is so powerful. Um, and I'd say like, in terms of personally, I began journaling every single day. I've been journaling every single day for a year. And these aren't like 30 minute journals. These are five minute quick journals. Um, and I try to do them at the same time every day. And it's just like, you know, jotting down your thoughts um, and, you know, body specific thoughts. Like, you know, some days I'm like, okay, I feel really good in this outfit. Other days I was like, why do I hate this part of my body? You know, but when you write it down, it's, it's actually, you know, you put your words down, your thoughts down into words, right? And it's a very powerful thing to do. And every morning I would begin with affirmations and that's something that I actually carried over into my relationship or my ex, like my, with my ex, like I, he was also on like a weight loss, like health journey as well. So you're able to bounce, um, that like balance with each other. But, um, I was just like, I want positivity from all corners of my life, whether it's my relationship, my own self, my family. Um, so I think that surrounding yourself in an environment where you feel positive is so good. And especially in the midst of a pandemic, like, all you can do is really choose positivity because like obviously around you, it's just negative. Right. Um, and so by being at home constantly, I think that that's when I really realized like, okay, I'm only dependent on myself. I, you know, I'm not going to be able to see my friends. I was only seeing my ex at the time because, you know, obviously like quarantine or not. And so I, I was doing affirmations. I was just trying to choose positivity every day. Right. Whether that's like in the morning, like even I think that a, a big thing also is like with like my relationship with food, right? Like I used to have like a binge eating disorder where I would just binge, 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 binge. And my relationship with food really changed where like, I wouldn't punish myself if I ate, you know, a bagel or something like that. And I think that that's a big thing like about body positivity. Like I think that body positivity doesn't mean that you're skinny and fit. It means that you feel good about your body. Right. And so like, if I were to, you know, eat something that wasn't quote healthy or whatnot, I was like, you know what, this made me mentally happy. Like, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm like cheating this. And like, I'm so fat. I feel so gross. Right. It was, you know what, like I had a really great day. I want to eat this and I want to feel good about myself. And I would, I would just choose to feel good about myself. Um, again, maybe that, that process of like that mindset took months to get there and I'm not saying like, oh, one day I just, you know, woke up and chose to like be healthier. You know, obviously it's not like that at all. No one can do that. Um, but it definitely took a lot of time, affirmations, putting myself first um, to where I was able to get to a place where I'm genuinely like the happiest I've ever been with my body. And I think like what you said there about like not waking up and like just being like feeling great about yourself every day. Like, I think that's really important to note because yes, you have to like choose positivity every single day, but you also have to know like, it's not going to be perfect every single day. And I think that it is like a conscious choice to like, even when I wake up feeling bad, like switching that mindset of yours, like doing those affirmations, doing that journaling and then then that will kind of switch your mindset. So I think it is like an ongoing effort. So I really do like that. 
And I also really liked what you said about like, um, having a healthy relationship between like food and your body and, um, having a healthy relationship with your body. Isn't about like eating healthy all the time. It's about like feeling happy with your connection with your body. So like, I, that's not yeah. what you said, but I really, that really stuck out to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think I also don't, I think that it, sometimes it's toxic to, for myself to like, act like I'm always positive because like, of course I am a very positive person in general, but like those bad days, like are so valid. And like, you know, certain days, like I remember like, you know, I would weigh myself every single day. And just because I like that tangible, like, Oh, I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. And you know, some days like I'd have a bad mental health day and, or it was on my, I was on my period or something like that. And you know, the scale would say I went up three pounds in a day. And like in the past that would have been like, Oh, I'm going to spiral. I'm just going to go up 10 pounds. I'm just going to eat whatever, whatever. Like, right. But the thing is like, once I changed the mindset, like I'm not punishing myself, like by eating healthier foods, I'm literally like helping myself like changing my mindset really, really did impact me. Um, and so for those people who like, you know, if you want to lose weight or just become healthier in general, like it's not even about the losing weight aspect, like just know, like having bad days is, is a part of it. Like my weight has fluctuated as fuck. And like my mental health has fluctuated as fuck. Even with my breakup, like I have never exhibited like that poor of like eating patterns, like in the past, you know, X amount of months, because obviously, you know, something traumatic happened. So like, everyone's like bad days come with good days. And like, it's don't punish yourself because you're having a bad day. Yeah. I love that. I could not agree anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What advice would you give to like other girls? Maybe like, yeah, just other girls in general or other people in general that are struggling with their body image. Yeah, of course. I think that, and I've talked to my cousin about this. Um, She's a high schooler and she's, skinny tall like perfect looking like I love her to death I always tell her she should model and everything but um even she has you know body insecurities and I'm always like how are you like insecure like you're literally like the beauty standard but honestly like it really comes down to like social media in my opinion like so many like you know developing women and even women my age um and older like when we always see is you know celebrities who look a certain type of way and we follow them and like see them consistently um I think that that really fucks with your mind and so I literally remember one day I was just fed the fuck up and I like unfollowed anyone whose body I was just unattainable for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't see this. Like, of course I support them and I'm so happy that they are content with their bodies, but this is not helping my mental health whatsoever. And I remember being very intentional and following people who, you know, their bodies were more realistic and their bodies, they love their bodies and they love the fact that they weren't, you know, exactly a size, you know, zero or something to that effect. And so I would say the best advice is like, follow people whose bodies like you don't aspire to have but people who love their bodies for what they are like imperfections or not right um of course like everyone you know edits their photos myself included and I try to edit myself a lot less now of course but that being said like it really is true like if you want to like have a good mental space like like I said surround yourself with positivity it really positivity needs to come from your phone as well and from social media so follow people who like you, like inspire you and who don't make you feel like you shouldn't eat today. Right. Like that's, that's what I would say. I love that. That is like some advice that I think so many people really, 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 really should think about taking because I've done a similar thing too, where I've like gone and unfollowed everyone that, um, 
there's no way I will ever look like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because yeah, same thing. It took a huge, huge, huge toll on my mental health. So I think that that advice is really good. And like, we, especially during the pandemic, we're consuming so much media, like so much, oh, like sure. you have to, or else like you just start to believe what, like what we consume and what we see all the time be- starts to become our reality, you know? So Absolutely. when you start to look at all of these skinny girls, skinny models, so skinny celebrities who that's not even probably their body. They to- like face tuned the fuck out of it. Yeah. Um, we're paid for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we start to believe that's what everyone looks like when in reality, that's like the furthest thing from the truth. So I love that advice. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I want to get into our last segment because we are starting to run out of time a bit. Um, So in my last segment of the podcast is a podcast I do with every guest. It's called my mess segment. So, you know, those things, I think it's called like a, every time I don't know the word and every time I have a guest, I say, I'm going to look the word up before. And I never look the word up, but you know, those things where it's like M and it has like a word attached to it. And like E, like when you were like a little girl in school. Oh yeah. It's, it's like an apostolic, right? Or ap- oh, like something. Yeah. Apostolic. So. Apostolic. Oh fuck. Don't quote me. I can Google it right now, but either way, <laughs> keep going. Okay. So it's one of those that I have eat, um, like a word for mess. And I want you to tell me the first memory or thought that comes to your head when I give you the like prompt. Does okay, that make sense? So I'll say something with an M right now then. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, I'll give you the prompts, like the words okay. for all okay. of mess. And then you tell me a story or a thought or a piece of advice or something that comes with what I say. Okay. Okay. Tell me if I fuck up, but yes, I'm down. Okay. Okay. So the first one is your messiest moment of your life. Oh my goodness. That's such a mess. <laughs> um, I would say I had a messy moment when I was almost arrested. Um, and, uh, <laughs> for- I love this. I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, I had just graduated uh, high school and it was like July 4th. And um and yeah I was almost arrested because I was having sex in public and <laughs> Where? um behind a target at like 2 a.m <laughs> um yeah that was definitely my messiest moment because like I was like shit I'm literally not a minor anymore I just graduated high school like what the fuck is going uh, on like thankfully I wasn't arrested so yeah thank, thank god that's that scary it was because like scary. shit like you can get in like big trouble for having sex in public. Oh, absolutely, you can. Yeah, that shit. Like, I know, I, I, I never, I almost, I almost never have sex in public since then. So um, <laughs> you're scarred for life now. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. So that was definitely one of my messiest moments. The first one that comes to comes to mind. I love that. That's a good one. That was a perfect answer. I was not expecting it. So, do they put you in handcuffs? No, so we had to like the guy and I had to like separate. Of course, like we were like we had just like we were. You we had were to stop. Like, <laughs> basically, and like we were, our clothes are hardly on, and like he was like, you know, I could arrest you right now, this and that, like really pressing on, you know, what had happened. And we're like, we were just talking, we weren't doing anything, like we just kept just saying that. And he was like, yeah, so you're just doing something behind a target. Actually, like the cop was pressing us. He was like, you know, since it's Fourth of July, like he was like, have you guys been drinking? And we had, and we were completely sober. 
Um, and so we're like, no, like we were just talking. It was a boring 4th of July. And he was like, he was like, I should arrest you right now. But because he's like, you know, Target has cameras and everything. And we're like, Ugh. and he's, <laughs> he's, like, he's like in the spirit of 4th of July, like just leave. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Happy 4th. Um, bye. <laughs> I was like, let's go. For dinner. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely a, a mess of a moment for sure. I love that. That's a fucking good one. Okay. <laughs> Two, your most excellent moment. My most excellent moment? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't even know. Um, hmm. I would say, I don't fucking know. I would say when I graduated college, I guess. But the thing is, like, I didn't even have a graduation. So that's love epic. Um, I think that's yeah. an excellent moment. I don't know. That's such a hard question. I can't even think of something. I would just say, like, probably when I got my job with the CDC, just because it was a very elite position. And it was something that I didn't expect to get. And so that was always my dream. My dream is to um, work towards gaining um, equitable access to healthcare for minority populations, specifically people of color. And so um, this was like the first step along that journey. And it's definitely obviously, you know, everyone knows the CDC and to start with working for the CDC during a pandemic is definitely um, a blessing. And like, it's, it's an experience that I hope I'll never have to experience because I hope there's no more pandemics while I'm alive, obviously, but um, it's been a really rewarding experience and I've been able to help a lot of people, especially um, like people of color within the LA County. So um, yeah. And everything I say on this podcast, I speak for myself and not for the CDC, just for the record. But I have uh, Don't sue me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would definitely say that's been one of my proudest, most excellent moments is when I, when I got that position, it's been a real blessing. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. And thank you for everything you're doing. Um, I don't live in the States, but um, but seriously, like <laughs> you're advocating for some really amazing things and being a really good example for a lot of girls, like young girls. So either way, you're making an oh, impact all over. You. Yeah, of course. You're Love so that. Sweet. That's thank a you, great moment. You. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Oh, so Your stupidest moment. I know I already said your messiest one, but like, did you ever like, I don't know, just like mess yeah, up real would, bad? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I would say my, oh my goodness. I have a few. Or something stupid you used to think. Yeah. Tell me whatever, whatever one you want to say. My stupidest moment, I would say my stupidest moment, honestly, like was like, I already touched on this. was like me all of high school. I feel like I was like completely inauthentic in high school and I was not myself all of high school because I was trying to fit in with like the conservative cool crowd. Like I, again, I grew up in Orange County. So like, I always thought like, I didn't give a fuck about politics. So I was just like, Oh, like everyone's conservative. I'm conservative. And I think that being a conservative was my stupidest shit, honestly, like uh, or <laughs> identifying as a conservative. So if that I can encompass all of high school into my stupidest moment, like it would just all be of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would just say like trying to, you know, be like thinking that being a conservative was cool, first of all, and like being less inclusive. Like I really was a bitch in high school and I fully admit that I did ignorant shit. I said ignorant shit. Um, and it's just crazy that I was even like that. And like, you know, I, I just, I would never be friends with me if I met me in high, like my high school <laughs> self right now. Like, I really would be like that bitch. But um, yeah. yeah, I was really ignorant. So I'd say that. Or, like, I also had a really stupid moment. This is more sex-related, but, like, if you just want a moment in, like, a, a time frame, I, sophomore year, I had, like, 
intimate relations with my freshman year RA. And, <laughs> and, and I think that was a stupid ass moment. Like that was why did like, you get in trouble? No, it's just like you know when sex just ruins a friendship. Like yeah. that. That been there. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> been there, right? Like literally, like yeah. I that was definitely a mistake. Like I was like, uh, I wish I hadn't done this, but also should we do it again? Like what? Yeah, yeah, now we're already in so deep. So might as might as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah not busy tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> deeper. That's so good. RA, yeah, I never. I had one of my RAs like he was open to having sex, but we never did. Was, yeah. Were you not into it, or what? What was I the just vibe? wasn't into him, and he was my cousin's friend, so Ooh. I feel like he would have been a little pissed. But whatever. Yeah, that pro- that proximity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any siblings? I have an older sister. She is nice. 25. Yeah. Cool. Just mm-hmm. a random little side note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one. Your sexiest moment. If you got like a sex tip or like best sex you ever had. Oh my goodness. Literally. Uh, I have a. Mm. <laughs> That's a funny one. I love talking about sex. I'd say my sexiest moment um was top like this is my ex so uh, rip if he gets mad at that if he ever listens to this whatever fuck you but no, no I'm kidding um my so exes we were, do too and I just block them uh, there we go there we go so, <laughs> yeah. yeah I would say my sexiest moment like we were on a road trip from Seattle to Orange County right so like you know you got horny in a car but like where are you supposed to have sex it's literally a road trip right like you could pull over, I guess, but like where? And this is like broad daylight, right? Mm. And so we're like literally on the five, like in the midst of this, like it's like middle of the afternoon and like there's no place to pull over. I was like, I'm super fucking horny. And he's like, and I was driving, right? And I was like, what the fuck should we do? And he's like, should we just pull over on the side of the road? Like this is the five freeway where everyone's driving by, okay? Like this is the main fucking road. And I was like, how are we supposed to do this? And he was just like, should I just stand outside and you can just like bend over in the passenger seat? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, like that could be a move. And so honestly, maybe it's just like the spur of the moment, but like literally as cars are driving by us, like literally like our doors are fucking open at this point. Like literally like anyone can fucking see us. Like I was like bent fucking over and I was like, let's fucking do this. So, Damn, you're was ballsy. Like, girl it, I was like this is crazy but honestly like YOLO like let's just fucking yeah. do this so it give was, me everyone uh, a show I would be stoked <laughs> yeah low-key huh I was like let's film this no <laughs> but, yeah yeah make me go viral yeah. no, <laughs> put me on porn right? make me a mill <laughs> <laughs> basically basically so I would say that was definitely one of the sexiest moments because of the spontaneity and like the location yeah. obviously mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and also just like boyfriend <laughs> sex is like better than other sex oh for sure because they, they know your body they know what you like yeah you know what they like. yeah. yeah exactly i yeah it was good sex <laughs> we won't we won't go like down the hole of like your guys sexual memories because i'm not trying to like make you yeah. sad. <laughs> no don't worry don't worry although i will say if you listen to this our sex was great shout out you you were great at eating shout out you <laughs> but you made a mistake that's not her saying that that's me <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's my bitch. You're fucking funny. I'm hearing this, Keo, Charles. I don't know what your name yeah. is, but that's your name in my yeah. head now. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There you go. Charles. All right. Canceled. I no, love kidding. that. Sex on the <laughs> side of a highway. I don't know if I've ever 
had sex in a place that crazy. Where where's your craziest sex spot? Oh, um craziest place I've had sex. <sighs> Honestly, like there's never been anything like that insane. I've had sex in a forest, which is like not that insane. I've had sex um in like a stairway of an apartment building. Wait, that's hot. I yeah. love that yeah um yeah my like this guy's dating in France my ex from who lived in France he um had a roommate and they only had like a one bedroom and because in Europe like apartments are so small like they'll just see studios yeah. and like one apartment so he had like a pull-out bed and so we were like we can't like go up there so yeah but the that stairway, is so hot yeah that's like that. the that's like the craziest place. Like I'm pretty like crazy, but like public stuff. Like I just haven't met someone that's like super into super it. Wild. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. you'll, you'll meet that person. You'll meet that person, and that sex will be life changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know public stuff. I yeah, yeah. I do. That's like one thing I've explored a lot of things, but public sex is something that I've not. Oh my. My dog got this toy. It's a chicken toy. And it just makes like, the loudest chicken noises all the time. Um, Yeah, I thought that we were going to get cut off. Zoom was going to cut us off, but it doesn't look like it is because we've been on here for 40 minutes now. But anyways, um, that was kind of like all I had for you. Oh my goodness. It's gone by so fast. Wait, literally, this went by so fast. It felt like 10 minutes at us. It's already almost been, it's already been 45 minutes. So it's almost been an hour. Wait, that's crazy. This was so fun. Oh my goodness. You are I such a vibe. Like, you're literally <laughs> such an icon. Oh my gosh. Your oh. podcast is like amazing. I love it. I love it. You are too, too sweet. Um, I am so thankful to have had you on it's been so much fun like chatting with you and I really can't wait until we can like go out and get some drinks in a, in California when I come after yes. all this because I can't wait I can't wait for our orgy what no yeah exactly we'll take on the town we'll go pick up the men the women whoever um, yes, let's fucking descend <laughs> it let's just do it <laughs> yeah exactly um do you want to plug your socials your Instagram your TikTok oh, where can people find yet. you Yes, of course. Thank you for that. Um, at Baldy Chi. So bald and then I-E. So Baldy and then Chi is a C-H-I. So at Baldy Chi on all socials. Follow me and yeah, come join my mess, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. Send her some love, some virtual love, some virtual hugs. She's going through a breakup. So some words of kindness would be nice and stop fucking commenting rude shit on her TikTok, please. Yeah, troll fuck <laughs> yourself, literally. Yeah, go <laughs> fuck yourselves, Karens and whoever you are. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to tell 14-year-olds to go fuck themselves, but I just did. Uh, <laughs> okay, I would love if you guys would review the podcast if you can, subscribe to it if you can, um on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts i'll put both mine and kiara's um socials in the show notes so you can find them there make sure you guys give her some love and thank you so much for coming on <laughs> yes of course love you so much everyone go follow this bitch she is fucking amazing and is about to oh go my God. And viral and everything so 
Shout out you. Thank you for God, having me. <laughs> you're crazy. Okay, you're so sweet. Thank you so, so much. I love you and thank you for coming on again. Love you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.